0: Welcome to On The Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You've hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. But you think it caps on, because the conversation starts now. So what's going on in Florida, Queen?
1: So right now, I am... Immersed in studying adult children and the new reparenting we have to do of that. And so that's what I am going to shift my niche to right now. And I have been like, I'm a little obsessive when I start getting information and I have just been reading and hearing one pad podcast after another, and they're calling it epidemic levels, the way parents are now dealing with their
0: adult children. (laughs) Girl, you can't re-raise, number one, you cannot re-raise a grown person. Exactly. But there are different rules of engagement. So we are going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Brains, welcome to On the Edge, the place where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today, we have Carol Mishkin, all the way from Florida. She helps guide women to create self-esteem, confidence, purpose, retraining their minds, but also... She's got a new niche, as she just explained. She is going to work with parents, parenting adult children. And we're going to talk about that because the family dynamic and breakdown is at an all time low. And I get goose pimples when I think about it. So this because is going to be full of information. Yes. So, Carol, tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world.
1: So I I have a long journey. At 66, we've lived a lot of life. Oh, you're fabulous, honey. Yeah. And thank you. And um, I lived in Venezuela my whole life. I grew up in Venezuela and just emigrated 10 years ago. I've done a lot of things. I'm a teacher. I was a teacher. And I worked in a textile factory. And then I opened up my own florist shop. And I turned it into a gallery. And I made jewelry. And then I became an ontological coach, which is where I am since the last 14 years. Mm. I am a passionate lover of the mind and human potential and how we can transform. And I believe we're magical beings and we can do anything we set our mind to. And I'm a grandmother recently. I have three amazing grandchildren that make me sore. And I'm a puppy lover. I have a wonderful dog, a wonderful husband, and I never stop. I don't, I, the word retire gives me the goosebumps, the shim, the fevers. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm always reinventing myself. And my mission is to serve. If I have a conversation with somebody on the street, it makes, it makes a difference. I am all day long trying to help others turn their thinking around to make themselves feel good. Because we really live in a in a mess in our head and
0: that's who we show up in the world. I get it. Well, you know, uh, you touched on a couple of things. Number one, Venezuela. That is of Latin descent, Latin culture. We are very, uh, we're indigenous tribal people by nature. And we are very immersed in our culture and our lineage and our families. Family is everything. And dinner. <laughs> And family dinners. But we are brought up to um, take care of our seniors, mentor our youth, have a sense of community. But Carol, I tell you, I have been looking at the family dynamics, mine included. And it just seems like the communication, there's an underlying message there. Somebody hasn't been being truthful. Someone hasn't been showing up authentic. Someone's been mistreated. Someone's been abused or it's something in their head and they just don't communicate. Once the parents die, it seems like the the, um, the siblings just kind of fly in the air like dandelion just everywhere. And your children taking care of your parents, they have to understand. They think this 18 is a magic number. It's not a magic number. My daughter didn't move out till she was 28. Number one, she couldn't afford it. Number two, just everybody got along okay, but there wasn't a need to separate herself. But she had to understand that now you aren't another adult. You're not my little child. You're gonna pay some bills up in here. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna do some housekeeping. You're gonna be responsible for certain things. Uh, you just can't do whatever you wanna do and have people coming in and out. It's a whole different dynamic. What are you finding some of the challenges in this area? So guess what? The information
1: now is telling us that we have epidemic levels in estrangement in adult children with their parents. I don't know how they got the statistic, but this morning I heard somebody say 27% of children who either came back from college or never went to college are living at home. I think there's several factors right now, and our expectations not being met is the number one reason for this pain that so many parents are in and children okay, are in. Okay, let
0: me pump the brakes right there. Whose expectation? The expectation. as and- parents. Okay, so then that's the first thing that we need to eliminate. That's the first misnomer, is having expectations on anybody. That includes your pets. You don't know what they're going to do. Everybody has a mind of their own. And we have set this up. We've set them up. Yes. And we cannot expect to
1: treat a third grader the same way as we treat an 18-year-old or the same way as we treat an adult child. And that's where the biggest shift has to happen. And it's not only in them. It's mostly in us. Every time we want to change in life, the light has to be focused within. We cannot change the outside. We can only change us. So a lot of this pain is coming from parents feeling it's not the way I thought. I have no communication. They're not talking to me. They don't ask for advice. And that's where we need to shift our thinking. Um the best advice is the experience itself unless a child asks you particularly for an in for a situation they're not interested in your advice ah. they've lived with you your whole life they know you inside out they know what you're going to say they're not interested And there's an interesting saying in Spanish that says you don't learn in another person's shoes. So it's best, let them live it. It can be painful. You can see them going right down the ramp, but it's not your job anymore. Your role as a parent, the job um, description has to change.
0: I think you become more of a consultant. A mentor, exactly. A mentor, uh, but I'm not your personal banker either. So with, exactly. your, with your responsibility and your role and your change, you need to come up with this. Absolutely. Uh, you know, credit, relationships, I'm here for you. I've showed you what I've done. There's parents that have had great successes. There's other parents that have had challenges and failures, but you have a template. You already see what this is going to do. I'm here for uh, you know, my daughter has made some choices that I'm not happy with and I'll ask her, so how's that working for you? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to be a good listener? You know, and sometimes I have Those to- are great questions. Yeah. Sometimes I have to close that gate, these teeth that hold that tongue. My tongue has wounds
1: on it from biting my tongue. Exactly. Exactly. We need to learn. That's what we need to learn because it's now an adult with an adult. And that's what we have to keep remembering. Yes, there are children, yet but they're now adult individuals, the same as most of us did. We left our homes and we started our own life. We need to let our children do it. And of course, with responsibility, you're going to come into my house to live after college. Well, how are you going to help me with the bills? You need to do your own laundry. Will you cook one of the days? We cannot keep treating them as little children because that's enabling. And the difference between enabling and helping when we enable it's somebody, something that somebody can already do by themselves. And so we're not helping them. Whereas when we help, it's something that you can't do. You can help a little child tie his shoes. But if you are helping a 10-year-old, that's not good.
0: That's not you know, good. But also, too, what I hope that parents realize is that you've got to meet your child where they are. We are the conduit. We are the facilitators. We are the person that the almighty God has allowed this our, our portal for a child to come through. But what you have to understand is that they're going to have the outside influences of the world. They're going to have the naysayers. They're going to have the drug pushers. They're going to have the sexual provocativeness. They're going to have the internet. All of these things also contribute to the molding of a mind. So now you have this little person, you know, at 10 years old. Um, You can't retrain them at 18, what you didn't show them, what you didn't discipline. There has to be a certain amount of accountability that is taught from the onset. You said something else very pivotal. You said when they come back from college, all kids aren't going to go to college. Some some are going to be entrepreneurs from day one. Some are going to be, I didn't know what my daughter was going to do, girl, I was worry. she was into comic con and costumes and all this kind of stuff one day i came home she had on ears and tail i said what is this all about you know this is who i am but now i allowed her to be who she is and she is an amazing costume designer and makeup artist for theater because i let her be who she was there's also the challenge of gender identity now they don't want to be male they don't want to be female they want to be non-binary i don't understand that as a parent, there's a lot of flexibility that we have to yield to because of the changes of the times as well. Wouldn't you agree, Carol? Yes. And I think flexibility
1: and letting go of how we think it should be is very important, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and remembering, okay, if the child didn't go to college, he's still passing that 18 years old where you're not, you gotta start growing up. Yep. And we want to help them become responsible service providing humans in our world. And we, the law of the land, the law of parenting is let your bird fly. Our children, as you said at the beginning, were the vehicles. They we chose us or whoever put us in, put them in our path. And now after we've given them as much as we can, it's time for them to go out and them to have their life. And that is very challenging for the parent today. You began talking about culture, religion, also Jewish people. And there's very, very much people. My family is very, you know intertwined Mm -hmm. also Italian families and there's a lot in our cultures that we think it's supposed to be there we got to go with the times the times Mm -hmm. teach us we must change so how do we make it as comfortable as possible as easy as possible and enjoyable and one of the things that I've been reading is that estrangement we have epidemic levels of estrangement (laughs) Of parents not talking, the children not talking to the parents. And so how can we have a good conversation? How can we learn to have a good phone call so we don't hang up like feeling like crap? How do we learn to allow them to be? It all starts by working on ourselves, Right, but there's a level of respect.
0: Okay. And and there I, is a level I, of respect. Respect is a duality. You know, That's again, that's like me. I have to realize that my daughter is not 12, that she's 35 years old. Sometimes she's still 12 to me, but I have to be a more active and engaged listener. Absolutely. Now, a dictator because she's going to tell me everything. And then you have a choice. Okay. How do I process this as a parent? You know, the train is coming. You're trying to pull your kid off the track, but sometimes, you know, they're going to, they're going to have to do it. It's their journey.
1: They have to. Yeah. So you said something in crucial. Listening is key and we have two ears and one mouth. So listen more than you speak. Only speak when you're asked, because they're not going to listen to it otherwise. And respect, I believe in respect, but it's a tricky word because It's turned around a lot. So, yeah, don't hurt me. Be kind. Those are the type of things. But if we can establish a good communication where they feel respected, they feel hurt, they don't feel judged because magically anything you say, whether it's a nice comment or not, it's received as a criticism on them. And that has more to do with them, not us. But it's... We got to play with, as you said, your daughter is at sometimes 35 adult or 35 child. But guess what? No, you're an adult. So if you want to be treated as an adult, we need to have adult conversations and adult behavior. And the most important thing is just always keep that communication open, no matter how hurt you are. I find that one of the most important spiritual laws we have to, you know, follow with this is don't take things personally. And oh. then you say, well, how do I do that? They spoke to me. They're talking to me. Guess what? It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with going, what's going on in their head. And so we really have to remove from that all the mother that did everything and had everything under control to be an observer, to speak when asked, you know, to let them live, let them go so that they come
0: back. Well, that dialogue starts again, way back. It doesn't just start at adulthood. And I'm from the old school. There will be a level of respect, your tone, your vocabulary, how you speak to me, you know, what I'm saying is very valid. The dialogue just shut down. No communication. Are you waiting for me? Am I waiting for you? That's what we don't want. And that's what we don't want. That, we don't want. That, that back and forth, because that distance conjures it's- up other things in our mind. Oh, okay. Bringing back old memories, bringing back old hurts, uh, gossip, rumors, pain, insecurity, trauma. All that stuff is filling in that white space. Yeah.
1: Listen, the most important thing I I always say is when we don't like something outside, when something is not working, it is us that has to change. It is us, the only person we have control on. So if we are not aware of how we're speaking and answering, then we cannot change. So awareness is crucial. And then it's kind of better to be happy than to be right. You don't have to
0: win arguments. With right, them. right, right. I was just listening to uh, what is that? The four agreements. Okay. Uh, and it was it, it, perfect. You don't have to win or lose, but you're not going to mess with me neither. I'm not going to let you keep poking the bear. That's right. So then you step away. Hey, listen, if we can't communicate like this, I'm just going to
1: take some space and then let's meet it again. Because sometimes if our energy, if we're mad, if we're angry, we're going to become the the target of a vent. So we don't want that because those words in that vent become our repetitive negative dialogue. And then we're lost. We wake up at four in the morning with that conversation. So we want to have ease in our life how can we flow like we do with a friend like we have a conversation with a friend they're adults now so it is reminding them you want to be an adult we want to have this relationship that means when you come to my house pick up the plates after dinner Mm -hmm. if your children make a mess it's not me to fix it's you to fix you're the adult so you've got to do some changing but at the same time it's not about reprimanding it's not about criticizing them it's about how can we make this work because we're now four adults
0: but you know what and it goes beyond that with some people it's belittling and shaming but when you have a situation and you're up against someone that is combative that totally glosses over what you're saying with a kind of narcissistic attitude it's very hard to break through that glass ceiling I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Hard is just a judgment, right? I prefer much more in life because it opens doors to use the word challenging. And yes, it is a challenging relationship. I can count on one hand, probably on three fingers, people that have total flow cuz it's not it's not a rule for every parent there are parents that have smoothly gone into their adult children mm-hmm. however it's those parents who think that their role of mother and father has to continue the way it did raising little children. That's where the shift has to come. We need to understand that not only are they growing, but their need for us as a mother who asked them what was for lunch and who did you sit with at school. That's not going to be part of the conversation anymore. So have good questions, create good conversations, Listen more than you speak. And also but,
0: apologize. When you apologize. Are, and when you are wrong as a parent, take responsibility for that. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. Okay? Absolutely. So and then how it is received. You know, <laughs> my daughter told me one time, she said, you went nuclear on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, because you're right. <laughs>
1: responding is a very important thing and not reacting because when we react, it's our unconscious voice. It's that little girl who's Mm. answering. So I always say, count to 10, breathe before you answer something. You don't always have to answer. You can say, look, I'm going to think about this. But sometimes, because sometimes we react, painful and then it's it's not even the moment it's a remember a reminder of a past thing so be present what just happened right now do I have to answer right away no let me compose myself let me think let me answer from the space of an adult that wants to create a communication to continue and not end it Right, Because right. when right. we go ballistic, they don't want to know about us. And then right. they get the reminder of us going ballistic
0: when we were young. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So again, it's reframing, it's retraining the mind. It's retraining the mind. It's retraining our beliefs and expectations on how it should be. And it's working oh. on us. So now, Carol, you've got some exciting things coming up in the near future here. Tell my brains a little bit about that.
1: So I well, I am right now, as I said, doing I have been for the last few years as I had to deal with adult and married children and all of my expectations and beliefs went out the window and I needed to do work on me because it always takes two to tango. It's never just one. And so I have been reading and listening to podcasts and everything. And right now I find in many of my coaches such a need to create these conversations of how am I going to face these new stages of my life and what do I need to do? So I am going to offer a series of workshops, mini workshops, two hour workshops with questions and offering a one-on-one coaching as well. And they're going to be regarding shaping our role with adult children, how creating better communication with them. I'm offering right now a 20-minute free coaching call to how do I get to have good conversations with my child to shift to have good phone call conversations because oftentimes our phone calls are like oh really and you hang up and then you feel you don't weird. get a
0: phone call you don't get a phone oh, call you don't, you don't get, get a, a phone call you get a text and I don't like texts hate is a very strong word because you know what it it brings uh in the the the, the, the keyboard uh courage the imposter syndrome and it can also be misinterpreted I could say something casually, and my daughter think I'm saying you know, and I could have said it with a. It's all interpretive. It's It's all interpretive. interpretive. So again, to have that face to face, let's meet for lunch. Let's have a conversation on the phone. Let's do a Zoom so I can see you. Those things are going to enhance the human connection, and that's what we need with our children is a human connection.
1: Why? What's happening? Why is it so big now? Well, the world is changing. And thank God there's always evolution and change is the name of the game. We're living longer. So before your parents died at 50, now they're 80 and they're 90. And it's bringing back another set of behaviors and another way of thinking. Um, Children, like never before, the millennials and the X are coming home because they can't afford it, because it's easier, so many reasons. So what does this mean? We've got to evolve with the situation as well. So we need to be prepared because it also hurts them. They're not happy when things are not good with their parents. They also get stuck in repetitive, negative dialogues. So how, and our population, as I said, it's going, we're, we're lasting so much longer. You're going to have contact with your parents much more. And you began also saying by, what about the taking care of them later? You know, so yeah. this is going to be, this is uh, like one of the men that I was listening to said, this, we're having epidemic levels of estrangement because we're also living in a society where they say, hey, if somebody's toxic, get them out of your life. It's not worth talking about. So we're cutting people off because we don't want to face that eye to eye, heart to heart communication that we need to do. So that my next few months, I mean, I coach. I have a coaching program. I have one on one coaching and um we work on all the aspects of being and and becoming and how you see the world because as an ontological coach which is the technique that i use um you got to go inside as i said to you at the beginning there is no change without you being the changer to make Anything happen in the world, it begins by changing you. And so it's knowing ourselves better. It's working on ourselves. And it's also knowing that when our kills are older, our life isn't over. We have a chance to reinvent
0: ourselves. Yes. And that's but, what we have to do. And a lot of times, you know, parents want to relive their life vicariously through their children. Which is not correct. Oh, you know, I wanted to be that cheerleader. And you push your daughter to be the... Do you know the cheerleader? She don't want to be the cheerleader. She wanted to be in the band. You know, or or, uh, darling, you need to marry him because we need to marry up because of this, that, and the other. You get yourself in a loveless relationship. Or the person is of substance abuse and you keep berating them or enabling them. Instead of allowing them, supporting them, encouraging them, and trying to push them in the right direction. There's a lot to parenting, but you cannot re-raise an adult child.
1: Boundaries is
0: a really,
1: really important issue as well. Yes. Making the boundaries. And oftentimes we think, oh, but I'm not being nice or they're going to be hurt. No, you've got to let them. You want to be an adult. Adult requires certain behaviors, certain boundaries. So the idea is, how do I make myself be... Feel finer, grow, improve, and find a world to live in, my next stage where I am not the parent of little children. Right. So I'm gonna, you know, I'll have grandchildren. There is drastic levels of estrangement of children not letting their grand the, the parents see the grandparents. Uh-huh is being harmed in this process right exactly exactly don't get the chance of another love so what it is is something we never thought of and if some parent is asked okay what's the most difficult stage of parenting and then they'll say well the first year the sleepless nights the lack of knowledge no adolescence well information is now telling us and statistics that the most difficult time is 21 and above or mm-hmm. 18 and above when our child does not want to be t- treated like a child anymore right. and for that to happen you need to get
0: inside you but need to This is one head. this is one thing that I stick I stay fast on we're not equals we're not equals we're not equals i am your parent and there will be a certain a uh, a certain uh, level absolutely of respect that i would expect but also i am your parent of an adult child and there is a level of respect that i owe to you as well it's exactly.
1: mutual, it's so mutual. respect april i think is more like the respect we expect from anybody because, uh, no from my kid I expect a little bit more I, I yeah I, the thing yeah. is from from what I'm reading that what you began was saying it's old school to say look I'm the parent and I need respect I agree well, with you but it's not the new information it's the information is we can't demand the respect that we're not giving or that we're not expecting okay. and what happens is when it's not happening a boundary hey you know what Please, I'm not, I'm not going to answer to that type of talking. I don't talk to you like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit tough because we're not supposed to use in what they're saying now that phrase, I am your parent, because Mm -hmm. I gave you life. I took care of you a little. Now, do we want to meet again and have a relationship? Let's do it as adults. And so, if I keep that tone
0: of "I am your parent," I'm changing it. I'm sure, right, Because it. you're trying to. Well, that's exactly. the authority. That's yeah, the authority, so and then so they're like you know they they don't like that. They push against. They, they push against the Yeah, you wouldn't like it
1: either. It's so we got to understand if we're treating them like adults, that phrase of "I am your parent" it's got to disappear. It's a truth. But it's got to disappear because it's not going to help the communication. That's not
0: where the issue is. Exactly. Well, you have raised our level of communication and awareness and the frequency. And I appreciate you so much, Carol, um, Mm. because this is so important. I've had another uh, couple guests on my show. One had daddy issues. One had mommy issues where her mother never told her she loved her. You know, she showed her in other ways, but to actually verbalize those things, Be a nurturer, a hugger, a kisser, you know, uh, a porch swinging kind of grandma. That wasn't really who she was. Um, And so it became very difficult. So we're hoping that they're going to listen to this, that they are going to contact you. They're going to go in and do the deep dive and work on these relationships because this is all we have. You know, it's not the house, it's not the cars, it's not the trips, it's the relationship. It's the heart-centered work. Is how we have to show up.
1: It's true. And shame ends up being one of the very big determinants. We're shamed. How could it be that my son is doing this? How can it be that my daughter is doing this? It's get somebody to talk to, get help, get somebody that helps you move through this because it's not shameful. It's something that is happening. And the only way it can be healed is if you face it, talk about it and do something about it, you know.
0: Well, working it, with you is definitely a way of doing it. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, please, Carol.
1: So I have, I have a webpage, www.carolmishkin.com, which, and um, there you can, I have free calls. I have shift calls for a one quick shift. And from there, if we're a good match, then we can work together. The great thing is, change can happen in one conversation. We get aha moments in one conversation. Oh yes. It's the light on us. And then we say, oh, you mean it really didn't have to be that way? Oh, you mean I can do this and have different results? So it's quick, but it takes like everything in life, work, practice, creating new habits of behavior, and believing
0: using visualization. But using it vind- starts with a want and a desire. And exactly. you have, to, you have exactly. to want it because, you know, and it I has to be me. mutual, right? It has to be mutual. You have to meet people where they are. And even if those people are the ones you gave birth to.
1: Yeah, well, it might not be mutual. We don't have control over that. It has to be you doing your part because that's the only part you're responsible for. And hopefully with the change you make, they are going to start perceiving it and they will change. But you can't force them. You can't tell them, look, you need to go to therapy. You need to talk about your mother issues. That's their work. It's not your job. Your job is always you. And if you want to have a good relationship with your adult children, it's you that needs to do the work. They well, need to do it because
0: we all need to do it. We're gonna do the work. We're gonna we're gonna do it because relationships are key and they're everything. And we love our parents. We want to be accepted. We love them ultimately. We love our yeah. children. We want to be great parents. But again, the reality of the situation is that, you know, we have to show up. We have to do the work. Carol, thank you so much for being here on the edge. Brains, work on your relationships. You know, um. Make amends. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Thank you so much for being on the edge Thank here, Carol. All she right, Brian, awesome. Have a good day. I love you. you. Too. Bye bye. Bye.